Welcome to another episode of the Low Expectations Podcast. I am your host, Ty. Coming to you here much later than usual um, in football season. Hope you guys understood. Wanted to come with rational thoughts. Going to get some quick thoughts out, obviously, with what happened. Packers, Bucks, Chiefs, Bills, Super Bowl. Um, and then just give a quick rundown on what to expect the rest of the way from low expectations. We've kind of had a very consistent show, a good schedule um, and all that consistent episodes with football. Um, and we're still going to keep that going with basketball. Jazz is the best team in the league, so we got to keep that going, of course. Um, and going to have guests, talk hoops a lot, NFL offseason, draft, of course. So still expect episodes and uh, talk more about that in a bit towards the end. Let's just jump right in. Packers, Bucks, and then Bills, Chiefs. Um, not going to go too long. Hopefully you can just grab this sometime this weekend. Just my quick thoughts. Enjoy the one week without football for the first time in um, months, which is very depressing. Unless you're getting the Pro Bowl going, um, which the virtual Pro Bowl or whatever. There's not an actual Pro Bowl happening, which that's for the best. I, I think we can all agree on that. I don't, does that even need to be? I think we can just go forward with just voting and saying, okay, these people made the Pro Bowl. Um, I think, you know, more people kind of care about all pro anyway, but if you want to do Pro Bowl, I just say just stick to the voting. No need to ever play that game. This year, they aren't playing that game. It's just a virtual game, but yeah, no actual football for the first time in months. I think you guys get the point. Dragging this out because I don't want to talk about the inevitable, how the Packers season ended in the NFC Championship game again. Um, second time <laughs> in two years. That they've lost in the NFC Championship game. Third time in five years. And fourth time in seven years. They have lost the NFC Championship game. Aaron Rodgers moves to one and four in NFC title games. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers go to the Super Bowl with Tom Brady. His first year as quarterback. All right. Um, yeah, you guys know the whole rundown. Let's talk about the game. Uh, that Now you've maybe kind of forgot some key parts of it. Now that we're a week later, that happens. Uh, let's discuss what happened, the aftermath, what to come from it, which the Packers have already uh, time recording. I had to, and some are saying I, I couldn't even click record on this podcast till I knew for sure Mike Pettin is gone. That, that's that been confirmed, and, and I, I was able to hit record and, and uh, jump on with him being gone. So a lot has already uh, happened since this game, but let's talk about it. Uh, the Bucks go into Green Bay and win 31-26. A lot of key moments uh, that we got to get to. Let's start with with the first drive of the game, and it really wasn't. It was one of the bigger key points of the game. One of the key things of the game is Tampa on third down. I mean, they were completely and totally great on third down. Green Bay was horrible on third down. This has been a theme for them in the playoffs. Tampa goes nine of fourteen on third down. Green Bay just could not get off the field, and that was just completely highlighted on the first drive of the game. And when Tampa went and did this, it's just like as a Packer fan, you're sitting there like, oh no, it's going to be this type of game. I mean, you're sitting there third and four, 27 yards to Evans. And in the preview show, I talked about this. Brady, he never has amazing raw stats anymore. It was even like this the last few years in New England. If you just looked at the raw numbers, you would have this guy. I'm just sorry, you would. You would have him in the lower, not the lower, uh, the middle to a, li- a little above above average, just on pure raw stats. That's all I'm, I'm strictly talking about. 
And um, so, and again, it was this game. It's the same thing where he has three touchdowns, three picks, 280 yards. That's a kind of a ho-hum day. The three picks were horrible. He could have thrown another one. We'll get to all that. But, um, but this is what makes him Brady. And this is what now in his older age, where don't get me wrong, the peak Brady years are out of control. There's about 15 peak Brady years that are absolutely nuts. But this newer version of him where he doesn't like to get hit as much, he's getting the ball out quicker, and he's just cutting you to death. And that's what I was talking about in the preview show. He just sliced you to death. Okay, it's third and four, bang, 27 yards uh, to Evans. He just finds the mismatch. Um, he just... And that's the thing. That's the thing. Green Bay had flaws in this defense all year long. There was very few teams that were going to be able to go ahead and take advantage of those certain flaws. Tampa was one of them because of the amount of weapons they had on their their offense. And 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 Brady's just knowledge. And and you see it on these third downs. It's third and four. 27 yards to Evans where he just finds the mismatch with Sullivan and this wasn't the last time he goes at Sullivan. And the other guy who was going out was, was Kevin King who will get to his brilliant day. Um, and then again, it's third and nine after the 27 yarder green Bay holds steady. It's third and nine. And he goes at Sullivan again, it's 14 yards to Godwin. And then of course it's capped off with another third and seven from the green Bay 15. And he hits Evans for a TD pass where I don't even know what Kevin King was doing on that ball on how he was playing that ball. And somehow that was like his third or fourth worst moment of the game. And it was absolutely embarrassing. And it's like, what if he plays it even remotely like any average above average below average any person in the nfl plays that ball he bats it away and they force him to three and he plays it like a complete like i don't even know like i don't even know what he was doing like he just completely misplays it and it's touchdown to evans um and then green Bay responds with a punt and it's like oh shit like really and it's the first time this year that they did not get points on their opening drive it, it, and that's when the worry kicked in for me of course it, it was a little premature given what happened um because green bay ends up responding and mark has valdez gantling uh I owe an apology to him. This is a this is a guy I, I said, yeah, cut him. After the ND game, I was completely done with him. I was completely ready to write him off. I said, yeah, I don't even care if he ever plays another snap for him. I thought it was laughable, the kind of the quotes like, oh, the team will rally around him, and then they never used him again. I don't even think that was necessarily wrong. There was like weak stretches where they didn't use him at all, and I was saying he is going to cost them a playoff game, and he had some drops last week, and I'm not even going to take away victory a lot because 83, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, MVS, had the... Co- had a total game of his life. Absolute awesome day from him. He goes 50 yards on the third and three for a TD. Rodgers, great pass. He hits Valdez-Scantling here. And yeah, Valdez-Scantling has four catches for 115 yards. I mean, have the game of your life in the biggest moment. What a what a response from this kid. This kid is made of a lot more than I thought of. Um, I thought, you know, a moment like that... Uh, against Indy that can really kind of torpedo your season when you're kind of a fringe guy already and he completely balled out in this game and and awesome awesome response shut me right up I will not criticize him in any form or fashion at all next year I do not criticize people that step up in the playoffs he did he was pretty good in the Rams game too uh, and then he had an awesome awesome game today so I just wanted to point that out 
um, because I owe him to at least say that. Not that he even cares or would even hear this or even knows any of this, but I feel like just to the listeners, I should at least say that because this is a guy I have completely and totally crushed more than maybe anyone on this podcast this year. Um, and he had the game of his life and he played awesome and I was wrong about him as a player. Totally, totally wrong. Um, obviously now looking back at my takes, it's embarrassing, but live by them. And he goes out and has a great game here, 50 yards bang. And <laughs> it's funny. Cause it's like people on Twitter were like, Oh, if you wanted him cut, don't be celebrating right now. It's like, I did want him cut and I'm still going nuts right now. I'm definitely still celebrating right now. So, um, but yeah, like awesome response from him, green Bay back in it, kind of giving the fans kind of a relaxer. Okay. Can we get something going here? And again, it's, 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 it's the story of what I was talking about the first it's third and nine. And he hits Godwin for a 50 yarder where Godwin wasn't even really expecting the ball. If you looked at the, the wide shot that Fox show, showed on the replay, if you can think back to far this and you know, it's just been stuck in my mind. So I can, and Godwin is literally slowing down as the ball is thrown and he wasn't expecting the pass at all ends up as a catch. Like I, it's like really and that's just the type of shit that Brady's been able to get his career. I mean, he gets it here the fifth, and and it's just like and then Fournette, his one play of the game, he goes nuts on this run. He goes superhuman and breaks 40 tackles. I think the run expectancy ESPN advanced stats does uh run yard yard expectancy on runs and and throws and stuff like that and um that one was uh like uh, an expected run of like three yards and it turned into a 20 yard touchdown just embarrassing tackling but also from green bay's defense but also a great run <sighs> deep sighing because the next drive is when it just kind of all falls apart for green bay once they just drive right down the field they go right down the field they're sitting at first and goal from the six rogers goes back shoulder to Devontae, a throw they've hit 99 out of 100 times and this is the one time they don't hit it Little behind him, but you expect Devontae Adams to make that catch. Like I said, 99 out of 100 times, and this is the one time he doesn't make it. Um, and then on third down, you would expect Rodgers to hit him a little earlier there on that back, the, the back end zone throw. You expect those guys to connect on one of those. One of those. You just do. A- every game this year, they've connected on one of those. They've been 80%. That was the best red zone offense in in the NFL since 2000. It was one of the best red zone offenses ever. They were scoring touchdowns at 80%. They have Aaron Rodgers. They have Devontae Adams. I mean, that's a throw and catch that you just fully... I mean, it's like... Just like... It's like a layup. You just fully expect them to make it. They don't make it at the worst time. Um, Hey, it happens. It's unfortunate that it happens in this game. Um, And... (laughs) They have to settle for three, but still you're getting it at 14-10. Okay, you get the ball to the half. I'm just speaking from a Packers mindset here, of course, and you get the punt. You're getting the ball back, and this is where the game completely flips for about five minutes. Green Bay plays maybe their worst. They're definitely their worst stretch of the season. Maybe their worst stretch in... Jeez, I don't even know. Like, I don't want to just sit here and say the Rodgers era without, like, really thinking about... (laughs) some bad stretches they've had but like 
really one of the worst stretches to end the half and to start the third quarter that you would expect. I mean, Green Bay is known for the double up, like score before the half and get the ball and get score right again at the end. And bam, all of a sudden you're down double digits in Lambeau and you're done. Like that's Green Bay's lived off that. And the the opposite happens this time. And then, and let's, so it's, so, and I, it was just a, some weird stuff going on. Like the, like I, the play calling, you get the ball back with 210 and listen to this. I mean, it's a rush to Jamal, and then it's a it's a quick little pass screen type thing to Jamal, and then finally you stretch it to Lazard, and then they waste all this time. The Lazard pass is downed at 114 left. Green Bay doesn't snap it. Green Bay does not snap it until 46 seconds, and then Rodgers gets sacked, and they got to take a timeout with 34 seconds left. I mean, they just completely drained all their time. Then Rodgers takes a shot down the middle of the field. Look, there's look. if you're going to call the one, we'll obviously get to it at the end, then this one needs to be called. But in time, I wasn't completely freaking out. But his ripping his jersey off his shoulder pad, if, what we're, if you're going to say because he pulled the back shirt on King later on that gets called, then this one also just has to get called. I don't even think I'm being a homer for saying that. His jersey was off his shoulder pad. Clear holding down the field, no call. Um, look, and if they were letting them play, they, they were letting them play. They absolutely were letting them play until they weren't, of course. So I couldn't even really bitch because at this point, because they were letting them play and it gets picked, but still they get him to fourth and four and it's just Brady again. And this is what makes Brady great. And this is why you can't just look at the raw stats with Brady. This is what makes Brady go from you know, okay, yeah, maybe the numbers are a little down this year. The deep ball isn't the best percentage-wise the last couple years. Everything, all the haters, and me included, has wanted to say, on the money downs, what does he do? He wins. Every single time this guy wins on the money downs. Fourth down, six yards of Fournette. I'm telling you, he slices you to death. Anyone that has gone against this guy in the playoffs knows exactly what I'm talking about. When he needs a certain number of yardage, he gets just that and a little more. He slices you to death and you bleed out slowly, miserably. Um, and he gets, he gets it here. And then, of course, bang. The best throw of the game from him. Really one of the... Like he was zipping it in the first half and then we'll get to the second half where he completely fell off. But this was really one of the deep balls that he just stepped into and let go. And I mean, we'll get to the cut. We'll get to the coverage. But I mean, it just in terms of that for Brady, like you all give him credit. Um, the coverage in Kevin King. We'll start with the coverage. It's a complete joke. Like everyone was shitting on the Jets for like their cover zero and the blitz thing that Greg Williams did that he got fired for. And like, oh, look, he's tanking. They're losing on purpose. All that that said, everyone was clowning the Jets forever for that. This was a million times worse. A million times worse. This is the NFC Championship game. You have zero help over the top. The only thing you've heard is, oh, they were expecting them to play for a short, quick little pass, get in the field goal range, and kick a long field goal. Okay, play back and just let them do that. At very best, they're sitting at the 39. It's a 56-yarder. What is it? It's there's there's 8 seconds left. What is it going to be? A five, if you're back, what's it going to be? A fifth, a 49, 48, still a decently long kick in Lambo in the cold 
just play prevent. It's it's just embarrassing from Petten. I have said multiple times on this. I, I, I just admitted I was wrong a million times over with MVS. So I'll say something I did get right. I've said a million times over on this podcast, and I did pick Green Bay, and they blew it again. But I've said this a million times. They're not going to win anything with Mike Pettin as the defense coordinator. With on purpose, anyway. On purpose. <laughs> because he's he's so I don't even know. I don't want to act like I'm in those meetings, in those game plannings, know his personality, know the way he was coaching those guys. He's not the coordinator anymore. So obviously I'm not the only one that saw that he is a problem. But it's it almost seems like he's so careless. The 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 adjustments never come. It's kind of just like, okay, let's let's hang on by the, by our hair here. Let's kind of hang on for dear life. <laughs> oh God, Petten's been figured out. The one thing he had game plan, he's not going to, maybe not careless, maybe stubborn. And it's just like, get in prevent there. And instead you have your worst corner, arguably a guy. And now we'll get into him who we've already kind of talked about with the horrible judgment on the Mike Evans play. He has this to go along with it. This is more embarrassing. It's just like Kevin King. What, what are you doing? What are you possibly doing if that's your coverage fine but also you how do you get burned in that situation how do you let scotty miller behind you i mean this guy kevin king is a joke like he's another guy that i've said he's a problem teams just find him brady did all day so where's sullivan where's kevin king it was over and over again and this one was the most costly one of the game complete and total embarrassment from Petten and from Kevin King. I mean, joint effort on this. Kevin King is getting like, there's, he, he misjudges the Evans play, which embarrassing. That'll be on bad loops forever. And then a couple plays later, he's getting, or a couple drives later, he's getting face planted by Fournette near the goal line. Um, and then this play, just all in one half and his horrible day wasn't over. I mean, just an absolute embarrassing performance from Kevin King. There's no way around it. It's one of the most embarrassing performances from a defensive player that I can remember on a big stage. I can, and now maybe I'm just living in the Packer world and I can't really remember it. Um, and I'm sure different guys have made mistakes, but just on a pure from play one, from snap one to the end of the game, you are fucking horrible. <laughs> the entire game. And you have like five terrible crushing soul crushing plays i cannot think of another player in a big game that's had as many just like what are you doing moments as kevin king had in that game and i i just i I don't know how you bring him back it's a slap in the face if you bring him back like this guy first of all he probably deserves a fresh start after that the fan base is going that like that that type of game is just going to follow you forever it will follow you forever Nick Barnett, the OG Packer fans will appreciate this. Uh, fourth and 26. Nick Barnett ended up actually having a very good career. He's the guy that screwed up the fourth and 26 career uh, play. Those are the plays that just kind of live with you. And again, that had some help with bad defensive play calling, which just adding to the list of um, incredibly painful Packers playoff losses and incredibly like, like this guy, Kevin King goes on the list now, man. Bostic, Kevin King. I'm not even putting Nick Barnett on there, but fourth and 26, like all the sayings that 
because Nick Barnett's a baller and he ended up having a good career and that wasn't all on him. That wasn't even as close to as egregious as this. So that's what I'm saying. Like he probably deserves his fresh start, but I mean, he's just going on the bad list forever for Packers fans, at least for me. Like that embarrassing, laughable joke of a performance from Kevin King and it wasn't done from there, but I think that's enough there. Twenty, so that makes it twenty-one ten as as Brady hits Miller, and and then the nightmare wasn't over for Green Bay yet. Their bad stretch wasn't over yet. They get it to Aaron Jones, who I'm not going to crush him because Aaron Jones is is really good. Kevin King isn't. Sorry, just I don't make the rules. That's just my fandom works. Aaron Jones is a guy that has not put the ball on the ground more than a one time in his entire pack career. It happens at this unfortunate time. It's something that can't happen. It's something you can't have. You give them seven free points. It's a crusher. Um, but that's why I'm not going to give him the same heat as Aaron Jones, as at Kevin King, because it's just, he didn't have, also, he didn't have 9,000 other bad plays, but it's a crusher. I mean, absolute great play by Whitehead to go in there and hit the ball right out. Just really just punches the ball right out. And he, and Jones gets hurt on the play and they missed him the rest of the game. Crushing play. You lose him and you give him seven points pretty much as Brady hits Brady right after that so i mean it's just it was a bl- it was a devastating blow on that play and just like that you're down 28 10 it's like what just happened was it not 14 10 with us having the ball like an eye blink ago and now we're down 28 10 and our season's just over like that i mean that's what it felt and it's just huh, it was devastating and they get they get they go and respond they, they needed it right away and they go and they get seven he finds uh tanyan for a touchdown and they get they and then he finds Adams for a touchdown and just like that. I mean, before the fourth quarter, it's 28-23. And then this gets to the problem where Rodgers fires an absolute dime to Equinamia St. Brown and he drops it. And I have to see Fox slowing it down because there's a finger tri- tip on the ball. Um, acting like the ball didn't just hit him right in the numbers. I mean, you just have to make that catch. Tweet, we don't need a receiver now. Um but they cut into the lead and then it starts the, the kind of just like that also in that stretch that kind of started the nightmare second half that it was for Brady. Um, Brady in the first half, like I said, I'll totally give him credit. He was throwing lasers really all over the field. He was stepping into those intermediate throws and making the throw like it was it was impressive. It's like, Jesus, we're getting this Brady today. This is not going to be easy. Um but then in the second half, it completely flips. Uh, after the TD drive, uh, he's picked by Jair. That was a theme. Um, he Jair got him there um, for a pick. Next drive. This was a start of three straight drives with interceptions from Brady. Next drive, it's Jair again. Back-to-back possessions where it's picked from Jair. And just as a fan and the way my brain kind of works, if you listen to this podcast, I think you kind of know, but I just kind of immediately started thinking big picture. It's like, okay, this defense really started to change the way they kind of ball hunted again, the way they played when they had Woodson back then, the way they played then. It, it really went away. Um, and then it it changed back to that when Jair came and they drafted Jair and... And so, of course, I'm thinking, hey, like, the story writes itself. Like, the defense changed when this guy was drafted. They finally are going to get the defensive stops they haven't gotten in the last decade. 
and he's going to be the reason why. Second straight pick. Um, and, and, and if you would have told me at this point that Green Bay was going to have the ball... I mean, we're, we're talking the second Jair pick happens at 12.34 left in the game. If you had told me that Green Bay had the ball then, they weren't going to score again, I just I wouldn't have believed you. I mean, and they don't. They end up not scoring, we know. But not only do they do that, um, they get another pick. <laughs> they get another pick. I mean, so Amos gets a pick and Jair gets two picks. And... <laughs> They go three and out both times. They don't even get a single first down. This has been the number one offense in the league all year long, and they had two chances to go take the lead with their defense, actually got turnovers, and they didn't do it. I mean, blame falls on everyone in this game. It really does. I mean, from the coach, who we've kind of talked about the play calling, which I didn't like at all, and I'm not even... I'm trying not to be just understanding more and more how difficult coaching really is. I'm trying not to be just constant, holy shit, the play calling's horrible guy. Um, but I didn't like a lot of the conservative game planning that LaFleur had, and we didn't even get to his worst part of it. The defense to start the game, and far as Kevin King and Mike, Peck, Mike Pettin, they have their blame. And then you gotta, you gotta have so the offense take their, their share too. Um, what percentage is that? I'm not sure, but they had two chances with the ball to go take the lead um, after being down 28 to 10, and they just didn't do it. The two three downs, not even a first down. Tampa gets a field goal from 46 to make it an eight point game. Green Bay again goes right down the field. They're sending it first and eight from the Tampa, uh, obviously from the first and goal from the Tampa eight. Uh, this is they had it first and goal from the Tampa Six. Remember in the second quarter, theme Green Bay in the NFC Championship games, settling for field goals at first and goal. They settle for a field goal then, um, and then of course they end up settling for a field goal. Now let's talk about the play everybody wants to talk about. Uh, third down from the Tampa Eight. Rogers tries to fire one in there. It gets knocked away. Everyone's like, "Oh, run, run!" Okay, first of all, if you think he would have scored, you lost me there. I'll agree with you that he should have ran. He absolutely should have ran. Um, I think that obviously then makes the fourth down decision a ton easier. Then you just go for it and pen Tampa deep, deep regardless. Um, he probably gets to the three or four. And also you just might score from there too. It's just obviously got to run. But even from the eight, I just think you go for it. And we'll get to that now obviously because Green Bay ends up kicking a field goal. They don't get the ball back and that was the worry when you kick. It's like, okay, if you kick, great. You're down five, you're down one score, but there's a chance you don't get the ball back. We'll get to why they should have and maybe why this should have worked anyway, but I don't like it. I just think you go for it. I mean, you have Rodgers, you have, like I said, one of the best red zone offenses in NFL history. This team was first in red zone offense, obviously, and they had the best red zone offense at 80% touchdown percentage in the NFL since 2000. You have the MVP, you have Devontae Adams. Best receiver in the league this year. I mean, just go for it, man. I just I just think you just go for it there. Um, I don't think it's as egregious as even McCarthy not going for it in the Seattle NFC Championship game. We're just talking Packer language now, um, way back in 2014. Um, but it sucks, man. I just think you got to go for it. You, I don't really know. Because even if you don't get it, they're at the eight. <laughs> they're still penned back pretty far 
I mean, now Tampa completely screws up the return and they slide it to the 17, but I just still think you go for it. There's so many things that can happen good in your way if you go for it. You, you're controlling your own destiny if you don't go for it. I just don't like putting the ball in Brady's hands. If he gets one first down, you're done. One flag and you're done, Where, I, which of course he ends up getting. But if, you're, if you go for it, you control that. You could get a flag. Um, you could get a touchdown. I mean, it's just, I think you guys get the point. I think most people agree that you just go for it. Every take of that has kind of been had at this point. I'm always going to be team go for it. I mean, just kicking the field goal there and then not even getting the ball back. It's just, uh, it's painful to even say it's painful as a Packer fan to even say, but it's just like, in my opinion, go for it. You kick it, probably not even going to get it back. And then it ends up Oh my God, they should have got it back because now we can get to that drive. Tampa gets the ball back of our, of course, their returner completely screws up where he slides at the 17, but it's exactly the problem with going, with not going for it there where Brady's just like, okay, fine. Bam. Nine yards to Evans. Cause who's he on? Who's guarding him? Kevin King. The, the idea that they didn't have Jair trail him at all is insanity. It's insanity. AB's out. AB's out. Um, Godwin is having drop issues left and right the last month and a half. I mean, I just I just put Jair, who, I mean, he, again, Jair, what a season from Jair. Caps it off. Negative three yards when targeting Jair Alexander in the playoffs. Jair, I, Jair Alexander Island is alive and well. Absolute amazing season from him. Um, but the idea that they're not even having this guy, the best corner in football, your season on the line, third, like, okay, fine. You don't want to break. I get it. Like coach speak. <laughs> they don't want to break out of their defense to start a game. That's the defense you've been in. You don't, he, Jair doesn't naturally normally trail fine. But when the, when the game dictates that and, it, and Kevin King has proven to embarrass himself time and time again, I just think at that point. You just throw him on on him. You you have him follow him around. You have Jair follow him around. And you just see how it goes with the rest of them. Because I get Godwin's a really good player, but he's having drop issues. I get, like, and that's really it. That's the only, I mean, Scotty Miller, it doesn't even matter who Kevin King's guarding, though. Scotty Miller's burning him. So why does it matter who's on him? You got to have him. You got to have Jair on Evans, and they don't, and 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 that's the point I wanted to get to. And this, is, and he just goes right there because Kevin King's on him. They continue to attack him. They continue to pick on him. Nine yards, and then Green Bay does the old the the Madden trick where people do in Madden. Okay, let let him get a fresh set of downs where you can, so you can use your three timeouts properly with all that matchup with the downs. And so they do that. Um, they get him to third and four, and. <sighs> The flag that Packer fans will never forget. That's for sure. Never forget that one. It's third and four. Throws it over the middle. The ball, first of all, let's talk about this. The ball is uncatchable. It's way over anybody's head. Nobody is going to catch that ball. Brady is trying to hit the, the goalpost. Like, nobody is going to catch that pass. It's way over everyone's head. The flag comes in late. I mean, everything about it as a fan, as a fan of Green Bay, is brutal. It really and And... The flag comes late. It just torture. But, yeah, I mean, it looked... The flag, it definitely looked uncatchable. You look at the replay, you really slow it down. You see the jersey pull. But, look, they've been letting them tug and pull all game. 
tug and pull all game. Not one pass interference, not one holding, not one illegal contact call all game long. And you'd see those slowdown replays and Lazard would be getting mugged. Devontae Adams would be getting mugged. Obviously, we talked about Lazard pass where his jersey is getting pulled off his shoulder pad and the flag doesn't come out then. And then, of course, they throw the flag at that point in time. I mean, it's just tough to swallow. I mean, technically, if you want me to be absolutely technical and absolutely completely unbiased, fine. Kevin King is pulling the jersey down the field. Fine. But the fact that not one pass interference has been called the whole game, not one holding has been called the whole game, none of that, not one illegal contact, and then the flags, the plays that you'd seen them see, let go, I mean, come on, man. I mean, you just can't be let go, let him play, let it go, let him play for 59 minutes of the game, and then the last minute be like, okay, now we're going to call it tight. I mean, because that's a tight call. You want to say it's the correct call, fine. I'm not going to sit here and be technical over that with you. But you cannot argue from the fact that it is inconsistent from the way that they had refereed the game the entire rest of that game. I mean, you just cannot argue that fact because there was not one single call and those Packer receivers were getting mugged. And don't get me wrong, there was contact from Green Bay too. That's the point. They've been consistent up to that point and let them play. And then, of course, the flag comes out at the end and ends Green Bay season. And, of course, who is it on? Kevin King to cap off his brilliant, fantastic day. Good day, 20. What a joke. I mean, from the flag coming out late to not one flag from the whole game to the flag being on Kevin King to the Brady getting the call when, of course, Rodgers doesn't to, of course, Rodgers completely and totally outplaying Brady in this game um, from 350 yards, three TDs, the one pick that shouldn't even have been happened if you're going to call the one that Brady got, gets bailed out on so Rodgers doesn't get the ball back in that situation. Um, compared to Brady, who has three INTs on three consecutive drives. He could have had a fourth. I mean, it's just kind of this, the om- almost like their careers in a nutshell. One plays way better and the other one still wins. I mean, this game is impossible to take as a Packers fan. As you can see how riled up I am still days after this. I mean, it's it's tough to take. And hey, Brady's the GOAT. I'm not even one of those guys anymore where I'm going to sit here and argue that Oh, actually, he's not the GOAT. The dude has been has six Super Bowls. I'm not arguing he's not the greatest quarterback of all time. But Rodgers completely outplayed him in this game. And, of course, he wins. Will Redmond drops a basket throw interception that I forgot to mention on the play before Kevin King embarrasses himself for the touchdown pass. That anyone, again, the same play that Kevin King just batted down, anyone... Uh, else in the NFL probably intercepts that pass, but Will Redmond, who's been wasting a roster spot in Green Bay for years, just drops that pass. Protecting Brady's legacy and not Rodgers. Bum. Will Redmond, of course I'm talking about. Bum ass. Jesus. Um, but anyway, just like completely drops the ball, and, and, and it's just like, are you guys serious? <laughs> But, of course, this is the way it plays out. And then Brady gets the call when, of course, Rodgers didn't all game long. And nobody did. And I'm fine with it. Then just leave it consistent. Um, And then if you leave it consistent, then that's a no call. And I'm not even saying Rodgers was perfect. But he, he outplayed Brady. And he's way down on the blame scale for me. 
Um, blame scale, we'll get to it, Packers-wise. But I, I, I just way down to the blame scale for me. But to be fair, the free play, that's the one that misses. The one time he doesn't look at, look at Tay. Wide open touchdown. It would have been a touchdown. Um, does the drive, they ended up settling for a field goal. Um, do they get to two? Who knows? But they would add more time, of course. Brutal. Um, but still, I mean, I look at Rodgers. He has 350 and three TDs. The drops were all over the place, too. He was under pressure the whole game. I mean, that's a really a difference in this game that I don't think a lot of people are talking about. I mean, Jason Pierre-Paul, Vita Vea, and Shaq Barrett completely dominated this game, and they're getting no credit because everyone needs to just be all over Brady right now. And I get it. He's Brady. He's the GOAT. He's done it again. He's going to another Super Bowl with a whole-ass new team. This kind of like debunks the Belichick theory. I get all of it. But the defensive line for Tampa won this game, where they completely made Rodgers uncomfortable, made Green Bay uncomfortable, um, and Green Bay missed Bakhtiari in this game. And they also coached like Bakhtiari was still out there. LaFleur, why are you not chipping? I'm talking like he's listening to the podcast, but why are you not chipping there? I mean, you're getting killed. I mean, you'd expect Green Bay's defensive line at home to show up with the the Smith brothers who two straight. I love Zedarius and Preston. I really do. I'm even a guy that's like not too down on Preston Smith after the down year he had. I think he was completely misused by Pat. And I think if you get him in with a new coach, he could really have a bounce back year and have a really good season like he had the last year. But this is now two straight MC championship games where the defensive line doesn't show up. Kenny showed up. Kenny Clark showed up, but the the Smith brothers, two straight MC championship games. Where are you guys at? Where are you guys at? I mean, I, I, you guys want to talk and, and do all that? Show up in these games, <laughs> please. I mean, you're amazing. I've said many times that Zadarius Smith is the best pass rusher Green Bay has had since Reggie White. I'm, like I said, higher on Preston than most of the fans. Most fans want him cut right now. Um, So I think I love these guys, but like, Two straight NFC Championship games not really showed up. They didn't pressure Brady enough. They didn't. Rodgers was under pressure all day, and 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 Rodgers outplayed him, but Brady wins. What what else is new, man? And just Packers wise, just a crushing loss, crushing, crushing loss on par with all the rest. Where does it rank? Um. Obviously, Seattle 14 is always going to be one for me. Like, I, I, I don't know what it would have to happen for that to be overtaken. Um, and this one, honestly, I don't want to be too reactionary. In a couple days later, I don't even know if I am. Be this one, I'm like, it's it's bothering me so much. Like, ugh, I, I almost want to put it second. Like, 07, fourth and 26. Like, those are two iconic ones that are hard to really top for me as well. I mean. Those really just made me cry actual tears. That didn't happen this time. Um, Arizona 15 is up there as well. Like, I think that's the top five. It's definitely, this Green Bay loss definitely is top five for me. Um, Brutal, brutal. In the Rodgers era, it's absolutely top five. Probably top three in the Rodgers era alone. If we're sticking to strictly Rodgers era, as I went kind of all time there with fourth and 26 and then the Farvinacy title game, if we're going Rodgers era, Seattle's still up up there. Just comparing the pay now. Let's get press. Let's get depressed on a Friday. But so yeah, Seattle, Arizona fifteen. Like I said, that one definitely is up there. But 
I'd probably have this one second, and then Arizona 15 third. I mean, just brutal, the stretch they've been on. Like I said, this one was crushing, on par with the rest. Um, the Rogers stuff after the game, I don't even want to talk about it, man. I mean, it's just not, it's, it's kind of, I mean, it's, 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 it's a story because, I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers and he was definitely somber and definitely made some interesting comments after that game. But that was probably the most somber I'd ever heard him. But I mean, to me, it wasn't a guy like to me, it was a guy that really realized that was probably my best shot to get to another Super Bowl. Was it his only shot? No. Is that his, you know, last playing Green Bay? No. Um, I'm not being that dramatic, but I think it probably was his best shot to get to another Super Bowl, and it got ripped away because of the call at the end, which was, like we said, just just bullshit considering how they've refereed the game the whole other game. If you come to any other conclusion than that, I'm going to assume you're a Brady guy or a Tampa guy. I mean, that's the right conclusion. They completely changed how they were refereeing that game on that play. Um, and then just another crushing loss on the long list of crushing losses. He's talked about this year, how this year means more to him. He said, this year will always be special to me. Thank you. I mean, MVP at 37, it doesn't happen a lot. He he does it. His third, that'll be announced next week. Um, it just seemed like a guy that was devastated after that probably his best shot to get to a second Super Bowl was ripped away. I mean, and, and it was devastating for everyone. Um and that's what it was to me. What does his future hold? I would be absolutely shocked if he's not the quarterback next year. Shocked. Like, I've maintained this. I think he's the quarterback for two more years. Um, and then it gets dicey after that. Um, now maybe one more year. Uh, is he going to – I I think there's a chance he puts pressure on them to – because they're $28 million over the cap. They have key free agents with Lindsey, Aaron Jones. They need to st- extend Jair, of course. Kevin King is a free agent, which, bye, please, please leave. Um, they have a lot of – they have some other extensions they got to do. Elton coming up. Like, um, there's some things they need to do, and they just really are – Devontae, actually, too. Um, and they're just kind of tied to the cap right now. He's been rumored to want an extension. I think that is true. Uh, Packer fans have shit on that report nonstop because it because of where it came from, and they hate Florio. And I've f- f- uh, made fun of Florio as much as the next guy. Do not get me wrong, but um, I think there's some legitimacy to that. Like I like if you thought he learned from Favre, guys. Did you think he was going to take that draft pick? Like any, even though like anything you know about Aaron Rodgers, did you think he was going to p- take them? trading up and taking a quarterback well even if he handled it better did you think deep down he was going to ever let that go this is the guy that didn't and i don't even buy into the diva stuff because it's mostly media bullshit that they don't like rogers and i've been into that but um this is the guy like i mean that it's what all the greats are made up of they they hold on to those slights you really think he was going to take that well you really think he was going to take that to heart like i think he wants an extension through 2023 I think he wants them to trade Jordan Love. Um, I, 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 I just maybe not necessarily even trade Jordan Love, but I think he wants an extension until twenty twenty three, and then okay, yeah, now Jordan Love's rookie contract's over. Do what you want, 
Maybe not it's necessarily, oh yeah, trade him. But hey, I want to be the quarterback. I want to make sure I know I'm the quarterback. I don't want to deal with any of this bullshit. And how can you fucking blame him? The only reason to watch the... Okay, I'm getting into the Rodgers rant. But I mean, the hate on this guy is ridiculous. Anyone hating on him for this championship game is clueless. Do not take them serious. Um, This was his best NFC championship game by far. Blame scale, I'd have him way down. I I talked about my critiques of his play, but still, like, not his fault. And I understand if he's frustrated, why he'd be frustrated. Um, Does that mean he's going to play for the Colts next year or the Niners or whoever? Niners, by the way, uh, by the time I have to, when I have to on, minus 115 to get Matthew Stafford. So if they got them, him, they're definitely right back in NFC hierarchy, NFC contention, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, like if Rodgers has frustration, I don't think anybody can blame him. I think that was their best shot. I mean, it's crushing blow. Will they be a good team again next year? Absolutely. They got stars. Um, it's going to be a different roster though. And I think that's also what caused a little bit of Rodgers being somber like that, having the type of quotes he had is just the fact that, yeah, this team's probably not going to be back again together. So it's going to be a different team. It's going to be a new look team. How many more years does he have? It'll be 38 by the end of next year. So it's just all those things. I think it was a combination of that and just the way they lost again. So crushing on par with the rest. Um, the other game, we went so long here on Packers, Bucks. Um, congrats to Tampa, by the way. Ugh, that was disgusting to say. Chiefs roll. What can you say? Well, t- I mean, like, I thought the Bills would keep it close. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, the Bills had some questionable fourth down stuff, too. But the Chiefs, as long as they have Mahomes, Hill, and Tyreek, uh, Mahomes, Kelsey, and, and Reed, and Hill, it, it, they're just, this window's open, and it's going to be open for the foreseeable future. Have fun being in that division and that conference. I think, I mean, like I've said, like, there you could see some Pats-like stuff. Um, I'm going to get out of here. I went long here on the Bucks packers game. We'll talk Super Bowl picks, all that. Going to have a jazz deep dive. Best record in the league as of time of recording. So going to have a deep dive of them coming next week with a couple guests on the jazz. So look out for that. This feed is not going to die like it has after the last couple seasons when football ended. Depressing, depressing into the Packers season on par with what it's been since I've had this podcast. Had it for three years. Um, McCarthy uh fired the one year which was amazing but then championship game lost championship game lost depressing uh can't believe that happened i mean losing that game in lambo to brady the way they did uh, gonna it's gonna take me a while to get over that one guys but hey thanks for listening all football season listening to the pick show listening to everything um like i said podcast will keep going this year uh, talking hoops, talking NFL offseason. Dates-wise, not sure on that yet. Just kind of whenever we can get guests. Because expect with hoops, we're going to get guests, have larger picture discussions, um, talk a lot of jazz, of course. So um, haven't asked for it in a couple episodes. If you don't mind rating and reviewing on iTunes, we really appreciate it. It helps me out a ton. Just get this podcast out. Um, it would really appreciate it. If you haven't done it in a while, you can redo it, I think, after six months. So don't like to ask for that a ton, but thought it might as well at the end of this year uh, for the Packers season. Do it for me after that depressing loss. I think 
any sports fan can um, relate to me and how crushing that loss would be. Fuck. Peace, guys.